Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we discuss the potential quarterback carousel. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, you know, a lot of guys talk a big game, but if you're a one-and-done kind of guy, Blue Chew can even help you get to round number two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code locked on. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N to try Blue Chew for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. What's up and welcome back to the Lockdown Bucks Podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by Bailey Adams. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Lockdown Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at BaileyJAdams22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. If you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, I recommend that you do so. Bailey and I discussed the, uh, the outcome of Super Bowl 54. We talked about the Pro Football Hall of Shame. And we went on some baseball and hockey tangents because we can, because David's not here to stop us. So with that said, uh, Bailey, how about them lightning? Um, yeah, I got the, got the game on over here over my left shoulder. I just think I want to say something real quick that joined as always by Bailey Adams he used to make me laugh because it was like I would be on every like month or so. But now it's like, yeah. Joined as always by me. <laughs> it it certainly has been that way for uh <laughs> you know about half of the new calendar year. Um but yeah, I mean it's it's always fun to have you on. It's been fun to have you on more than just the the once a week that or the you know once a month that we were able to get you on before. And um, you know, moving forward, once once David returns, you'll still be on every week with me as long as as you're able to um as long as you don't get too sick of me oh not possible not possible <laughs> but we are going to dive in a little bit into a column that rick stroud of the tampa bay times had over the weekend and uh evan uh, over at bucks nation you know our our colleague uh he he wrote a, a little bit of a response to it and basically the gist of this column was that the Buccaneers are exploring all options at quarterback. You know, they there hasn't been any kind of decision announced on Jameis Winston. I don't expect one uh, probably until the end of this month, maybe not even until the beginning of next month. You know, the deadline for the franchise tag is March 10th. Now, we're all kind of assuming 
or at least you know those of us within the Bucks Nation group chat, except for Evan, who's holding out hope. Uh, we're all kind of assuming that that franchise tag is being reserved for Shaq Barrett in case a long-term deal cannot be worked out. Um, but Strouded had gone on to say, you know, the Bucks are are doing their due diligence and they're looking into some, you know, big name veteran quarterbacks, those being Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Phillip Rivers. So first things first, Bailey, what is your reaction to to that type of news? Um, I mean, I like it. I like that they're they're exploring all options, even if there are some unlikely options out there. Um, I mean, the fact they're doing their due diligence is is definitely a good thing. And I mean, they have the time to do it because I'm pretty sure I think it might have been in his exit press conference for at the end of 2019. I think Bruce Arian said something about we're going to take some time and we won't be announcing anything until March anyway. So the fact that we're still we're at the beginning of February, they've got time to kind of just comb through their options, whether it be the free agents out there, which are there's some pretty big names out there, like you mentioned. And then there's those, those guys in the draft that I'm sure they'll continue to look into past um, past March and, and, and to April. But, yeah, I mean, the fact they're doing their due, due diligence is is always a good thing. And, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Shroud's piece and, and Evan's reaction to it. Well, let's let's talk about these four quarterbacks that Stroud mentioned. Okay. We don't need to do too much talking about Jameis Winston because Bucks fans know all about Jameis Winston. Number one overall pick coming off of a season, five thousand yards, thirty-three touchdowns, thirty interceptions. What is your I don't I don't think I've asked you this on on the podcast. If I have, I apologize and you can yell at me. But what is your opinion on Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers moving forward? Yeah, I don't know. I think we've talked a little bit off off air, and I, I wrote about it a little bit for Bucks Nation a while back. But I'm I think still in that middle ground where it's just like I really don't know what they they should do with them. I don't really lean one way or the other. I could see the reasons for bringing him back, and I could see the reasons for moving on from him. So I know I know it's a boring stance to take, but. I think there's there's so much good that he does, and then there's also just the interceptions and, and the ridiculousness that we saw throughout 2019 at times. Um, I mean, it comes down to can you – I think they can get to the playoffs with him, but the question that everyone keeps asking is can you win a Super Bowl with him? And, man, I don't – I mean, the way – with the, the erratic nature that he played this year and then the way he just could go nuclear at any point, I don't know that you can string together those games. He's done it in his career, but we have no idea if he would be able to do it on that stage. Probably four, it has to be four games in a row. I mean, most likely, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if the Bucks are going to be in position for a first round buy anytime soon, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of right in the middle. I know it's a, a boring spot to be and and I can't really yell at anyone one way or the other. Um, I just kind of have to sit in the middle while people throw stuff at each other. Well, Bailey, let's let's dive in a little bit to these to these other quarterbacks and let's start with the one closest to home, I guess is is the easiest way to say this. Drew Brees, 40 years old, about to enter his 20th NFL season if he doesn't retire. You know, that's the big rumor right now. The rumblings are Drew Brees, you know, at, with each passing day, it sounds more and more like he's going to retire. He spends the first five years of his career with the San Diego Chargers. Um, 
the last 14 years with the New Orleans Saints, over 77,000 career passing yards, 547 touchdowns, 237 interceptions. Um, Bailey, how how do you feel somebody like Drew Brees, who you know we we've seen over the past few years, the arm strength is is dwindling dwindling a little bit, which is to be expected. Um, you know, the guy's 40 years old. The, the, the arm strength isn't going to last forever, but how do you feel like Drew Brees would do in a Bruce Arians vertical offense? You know, I'm not, I'm not too sure about that fit. I mean, it's Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a legend. And I think if anyone can make it work, I think he would make it work. And I think they would probably do some tweaking if, if they did sign Drew Brees. Um, but as far as the the way the offense is set up right now, I don't know that the arm strength is is really there anymore for for what the Bucks need him to do or what for Bruce Arians needs him to do. But yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where if they if they evaluate everything and think, hey, we can get this guy in, in the locker room and get this guy out on the field for us. Um, I mean, I think they'd be willing to do some do some switching around of the offense. But as as far as the fit, I don't know that it's really there uh, with Drew Brees. All right. Next up, we have the goat. Philip Rivers. No, no. <laughs> Six-time Super Bowl champion, three-time MVP, fourteen Pro Bowls. Um, yeah, Tom Brady. The goat guy's been in the league since two thousand. <laughs> since I was 2000. two years old. I was oh, two years God. old. I was a freshman in high school. You make me feel so <laughs> old on this podcast. That's what I do. Uh, didn't didn't get into the starting lineup, of course, until 2001. But the guy has also over 74,000 um, passing yards, 541 touchdowns, 179 interceptions. You got to think that if Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady's already said that he's he wants to play again. You got to think he's going all in on a championship. Now, you take a look at some of these Patriots teams that he won Super Bowls with, and there is not a single one that has the offensive talent that the Buccaneers do. But I don't know if the Buccaneers are a Tom Brady away from the Super Bowl. They're they're a Tom Brady away from the place the 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 playoffs, no question. But a Super Bowl that that might be tough sledding especially with some of the struggles we saw out of the offensive line again I don't feel like the offensive line is is as bad as some people are trying to make it out to be and I think that's I've noticed a lot of the hate on the offensive line has come from those who are talking about how bad the Buccaneers need to re-sign Winston and they're using the offensive line and Winston's mobility as part of their argument I'm not sure that's exactly fair but it is what it is. It's off-season Buccaneers Twitter, so <laughs> take it all with a grain of salt. But you you take a look at Tom Brady, an opportunity to play with guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cameron Braid, OJ Howard. Um, that could be that could be incredible to watch. Not to mention, we know Tom Brady's going to put butts in the seats. He's going to sell jerseys. Every Buccaneers fan can say that they hate Tom Brady until they're blue in the face. But if he's sitting down in between Jason Light and Bruce Arians at a press conference, every single person that said that they hate him is immediately all in. 
100%. And I, I mean, personally, I would love to see it happen. Like, I've, I keep thinking about it, I keep daydreaming about it, just because I think just for the novelty of it all, it would be awesome. And just, just all of that. But I think really, like you said, I think he gets them to the playoffs. And then from there, who knows what happens. But as far as the likeliness of it happening, I mean, I don't know. I think he could look at the he could look at the weapons here and say, yeah, I mean, I, that appeals to me. The defense is young, and I think the defense will be pretty good next year. Um, I think the offensive line, like you said, is not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Um, like you said, a lot of people kind of use it as a as a crutch for Jameis and to kind of just ignore the fact that he does hold on to the ball too long. So that that accounts for some of his sacks, probably a good portion of them. And so, I mean, yeah, the team the team looks good on the surface um, to attract someone like Tom Brady. It just the only thing I don't know if this would have any bearing on anything, but the thing that kind of makes me hesitant about if I was Tom Brady, the thing that would make me hesitant is just the playoff drought and like just the culture. I mean, the culture's changed a little bit with Bruce Arians coming in, but it just depends. I'm sure Tom Brady's a confident guy, but it just depends on whether he wants to say, "Hey, this is a franchise that is just known for losing. Things are a lot more likely to go wrong if I go there than." things going right and us getting to a Super Bowl. Because I don't think he has he, – he could play for another, I don't know, three or four years, you think? I mean, the way his, he takes care of his body and, and kind of he just, he's been able to stay healthy and you know knock on wood and everything. But I think with the limited time he does have left, he's going to try to go somewhere where he really, really sees this team as like, you know, already a fringe playoff team can get them to, get them to the Super Bowl um, right away. And I don't know that the Bucks are really that team. All right, finally, the man, the myth, the legend, Philip Rivers, who has been in the league, Bailey, since you were six years old, apparently, <laughs> my math is correct, was drafted by the Chargers in 2004, began starting games for them in 2006 when the uh, Chargers had moved on from Drew Brees questioning if he was going to be able to come back from what many thought was going to be a career-ending shoulder injury. Uh, that turned out to be wrong, so thanks a lot for that, Chargers. Um, <laughs> Phillip Rivers, almost 60,000 passing yards, 397 touchdowns, 198 interceptions, basically a 2-1 to one touchdown-to-interception ratio. Last year, not great for uh, for Mr. Rivers. Uh, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. And a lot of people point to that as why would you get rid of Jameis just to turn around and sign Phillip Rivers? He had 23 interceptions. Okay, I get that. I do. But there's only been four seasons, four, Bailey, where Phillip Rivers has thrown more than 15 interceptions. Just four. Just four. <laughs> The 23 touchdowns that he passed for were the lowest since 2007 when he threw for 21. So for those that want to point to, you know, Jameis isn't going to throw 30 interceptions every season. Well, Phillip Rivers touchdown to interception ratio is not going to be one to one every season either. He had a career low or not a career low, but a, a low in touchdowns and 15 years and um you know doesn't doesn't often go over that 15 interception mark so how do you feel about a guy like philip rivers again a, a, you know it's somebody who's who's a little bit older uh he you know he's 38 years old 
So he'll be he'll be turning 39 in the in the final quarter of the season. So what what do you make of Philip Rivers joining the Buccaneers, playing under Bruce Arians? How do you how do you see that fit? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Philip Rivers and I like that idea. Um, like I said, I think Tom Brady for me is is a dream. I don't think that's happening, but I think Philip Rivers is a realistic option for the Bucks, especially if you kind of listen to, I guess they call it the quote unquote chatter out there um, regarding the Bucks and Philip Rivers. But yeah, I think Philip Rivers fits into what Bruce Arians wants. Bruce Arians has had nothing but good things to say about him in the past. I know some of his comments about him from a couple of years ago have have resurfaced recently. And I, I think this last year, people are going to look at the 23 and 20, but he's two years removed from 32 and 12 and, and 4,300 yards. So I, mean, I think Phillip Rivers still has, still has plenty left. And I think he, he fits in with, with this Bucks offense. I think, you know, the weapons that they have and there's the, his, his skill set, I think matches. And I mean, I, I would like to see it. Um, if they do move on from, from Jameis Winston, I think, Philip Rivers might be the most realistic option, I think, for the 2020 starting quarterback. All right, we're gonna play. We're gonna play a little game, Bailey. Are you, do you, Do you like games? I do like games most of the time. Most of the time. Well, you were prepared for this one. I already told you what was happening. Okay. Here. Okay. Good. I thought you were surprising me here. No. No. Uh, we are going to rank. These four quarterbacks from least to most likely to be the Buccaneers quarterback in the 2020 season. So let's start with the least likely quarterback. Bailey, which of these four do you feel is basically just not going to happen? Um, I'd go Drew Brees because I think one, yeah, I think he's the closest and like the one that's considering retirement the most. But also, if he doesn't retire, he's going back to the Saints. He's not leaving New Orleans. So I don't see that even being remotely a possibility. You know what? I agree with you. And I, I thought I was going to surprise you a little bit on that one. Apparently, we were along the same lines of thinking. <laughs> yeah, if Drew Brees does come back, which I'm starting to buy into the he may be done, um, he's not leaving New Orleans. And he's especially not leaving New Orleans to go to Tampa. He's not going to go to a division rival. Um, so yeah, I, I firmly planted Drew Brees at the very bottom of the list. Um, number three on your list, Bailey, as we move from least to most likely to be quarterback for the Bucks in 2020, who do you have? Uh, I kind of alluded to it already and it's Tom Brady. I just, I don't think it's happening. I don't really see it. I don't, it would be one of those things where I wouldn't believe it until I saw it with my own eyes. Um, him sitting there next to Bruce and, and Jason. With holding up a Bucks jersey, um, I don't. I just can't even really imagine it. So he's number three on my list. I don't really think that Tampa's going to be somewhere where he really is like, okay, yeah, I want to go there. I want to finish my career there because I think there are going to be some more intriguing options out there to him. This was a close one for me, and I really, really want to disagree with you here. You know what? I will. It's my show, damn it. <laughs> Let's have some fun. My number three is Jameis Winston, and this is whoa. If the Buccaneers are going to justify spending $30 million in 2020 on a quarterback, 
They are not going to do it paying Jameis Winston over Tom Brady. With all things being equal, you know, let's let's say for the sake of this hypothetical argument and power ranking that the Bucks' interest in Tom Brady and Jameis Winston is reciprocated by Tom Brady and Jameis Winston. And both players are willing to play for the Buccaneers for $30 million a year. That's the alleged Jameis Winston asking price. That's probably around what Tom Brady is going to end up getting outside of uh, outside of New England. Um, you cannot tell me that they would in good faith hand that $30 million check to Jameis Winston before they would hand it to Tom Brady. It just doesn't make sense. The window for Bruce Arians to win a championship is very small. And if you're going to spend that kind of capital and use up that much of your cap space on a quarterback, there's no way they choose Jameis over Tom Brady. So that's why, for the sake of the entertainment of the show, <laughs> because it was close, uh, I don't want our list to be exactly the same. And so that's why I'm putting Jameis at number three. Yeah, I, mean, I think all things considered, if, if it's on an equal playing field and they have to, if they're both interested in playing for the Bucks for the, for the $30 million, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think they have to give the money to, to Tom Brady over Jameis. Um, but I just, I don't think that's, realistic i don't think i don't know i just don't think tom brady's gonna be interested in coming to tampa and and you can clip that if you want if he does come here and, and tag me in a tweet and I'll, I'll laugh along with you because tom brady will be a buccaneer and i think that'd be that'd be a great thing but i just don't see it happening at all i i really don't either but that's <laughs> neither here nor there all right so moving up the list i i'm assuming i know who your number two as we get closer and closer to most likely uh, but Bailey, why don't you go ahead and, and let everyone know who you've ranked number two on this list here. So my number two is Jameis Winston. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Interesting. I thought you were going to, you were going to think the other way around, but yeah, I don't know. I just think that the more time passes, the more I start to think they're done with him, and they, they've seen what they've had to see. They've, they've seen what they've had to see and they've decided that he's not going to be the guy. I don't think they pay him 30 plus million dollars like he wants and you know i don't know if, if he comes down on that asking price maybe they're interested i'm not really sure um and i don't think like, like we've talked about i think they are saving that franchise tag for shaq barrett um so yeah i, I don't know i think Jameis had his chance in in 2019 i know it's kind of tough to evaluate based on the fact that it was his first year in bruce arian's system and quarterbacks usually to make that jump in year two but if they make that evaluation and kind of look at his previous years as well, they might not like the trend that he was on. Might not say, "Hey, it wasn't just being in Bruce Arians' system for one year. It's just this is who this guy is." And to an extent, I think that's true. So, yeah, I mean, the more time the more time passes, the more I think Jameis is going to be elsewhere in 2020. Which it'll be interesting. Like it's just going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out over the next couple months. Because some guys are going to be switching uniforms, and it's going to be really, really weird and really, really fun, I think. 
I am so not looking forward to having to stay up for the second half of a week one Monday night football doubleheader as the Bucks <sighs> take on the Jameis Winston-led Las Vegas Raiders. What a nightmare that's going to be. Oh, they come a personal out. day. Do they come out with a schedule after free agency? I think so. I think it's in April, isn't it? It's before it's, the draft, but it's, it's before the draft, but it's after the initial big wave of free agency. Now, mind you, the schedule is being worked on like as we speak. Yeah. So it, it's not like, you know, you're going to get through the first major wave of free agency and then they get started. Maybe that's how it should be. You know, again, hey, NFL, David and my offer still stands. You know, you you pay us and he and I will sit in a room together over the weekend and we'll do a better job of getting this schedule hammered out than you guys did last season. I'll help. Um, yeah, that's that's a thing that was said on this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I can't imagine it would play. You know, if Jameis were to go to the Raiders, I can't imagine that the NFL schedule makers are scrambling to try to jam that into week one. My feeling is it's probably already penciled in there because it's the Bucks versus and it's the first, you know, the first game in Las Vegas. You're going to have storylines around it. And if Jameis happens to go to the Raiders, now you can just go full-blown Sharpie rather than just pencil and say, this is the matchup we have to have. I just hate primetime games. Yeah, I mean, especially, too, when we talked about it, I think, I want to say we talked about it last week, maybe, but that possibility that if if they move on to someone else in, in, in Las Vegas, you know, maybe Derek Carr ends up as Buccaneer. And if it's, if it's the Buccaneers led by Derek Carr against the Raiders led by Jameis Winston... Yeah, that's on Monday Night Football Week 1, and we're all going to be dead tired on Tuesday if we don't take the day off on Tuesday. Yeah, I'll take, I'll, the, day I'll, I'll take the day off right now. Yeah, see, I probably won't have any days left to take off by then because my pain-in-the-butt son keeps making me burn all my personal days for his hockey. <laughs> oh, man. I say that because he's sitting right next to me watching the Lightning. Um, okay, so my number two, I'm going with Tom Brady. And for a lot of the reasons that I put Winston at number three, but here's a couple other reasons that I that I have Tom Brady at number two as far as um, you know our our rankings here. Look, once again, if you're going to invest that level of money into a quarterback, it needs to be the best. It needs to be somebody in that upper echelon, that top tier, and there's nobody even in a tier. With Tom Brady, you can say what you want about Mahomes. You can say what you want about Aaron Rodgers. Nobody has done it as long or as consistently as Tom Brady. Those are just facts. Second off, not only are you investing in Tom Brady, say, for two years, you're also investing in the next 10 because you're not signing Tom Brady without drafting a quarterback this year. So now you have your situation where you have the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. You have your day one, maybe day two draft pick in for argument's sake, because he's a name that's been tied to the bucks a lot in Eason. Now Eason gets two years to sit and watch the greatest quarterback to ever play the game 
go to work with the guys that he's going to be playing with in two years. Not only that, it's giving him that time to understand, comprehend, and master a very difficult Bruce Arians offense. He's not having to cram it into three months in an offseason and then get thrown to the wolves in week one. He's going to sit back. He's going to watch. He's going to be in a quarterback room breaking down film with Tom Brady. You are setting up your future with that mentor relationship there because Tom Brady knows that, yeah, this is probably it for me. I only have a couple years left. I'm going to help this kid out because he's not taking my job. I'm giving him my job when I ride off in the sunset with Giselle. So that's why I think the, the Bucks would put Tom Brady towards the top of their list because it's not just a short-term investment. It is a long-term investment when you are having to draft and develop a new quarterback because Jameis didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're talking ideal situations, that's it. That's that's the ideal situation. It's Tom Brady for two years, and he can he can help along the the quarterback they draft in twenty twenty. I mean, I would I would think that's literally the dream scenario. Like I keep saying, that's it right there. My wife is sitting behind me, laughing at me at the, the sheer notion that I would be okay with Tom Brady playing for the Buccaneers. But as I said earlier in the podcast. Every Buccaneers fan on planet Earth can talk about how much they hate Tom Brady. He holds up that number 12 jersey standing up next to Bruce Arians. We're all in. Every single one of us. Poor Chris Godwin's going to have to change his number. Oh, no. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I've been thinking about that for like the last two weeks. Like oh, I was like, no. what's going to happen? <laughs> He's Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be interesting. Oh, was happen. Godwin 12 at Penn State? I think so, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll tell you what. While, while you talk about on our, on our list here, your number one most likely quarterback to play for the Buccaneers in 2020, I will, I will look that up. He was. He was number 12 at Penn State. <laughs> oh, so you were looking it up while I was killing time trying to get Google to load. Excellent. Yep. yep. Okay. You're number 12. <laughs> wow. Well, when David and I get – Chris Godwin back on the podcast. If the quarterback situation has not been solved yet, I will ask Chris Godwin, Hey, look, let's play a fun little hypothetical game that if Tom Brady signs to be the quarterback of the Buccaneers, will you give him your number? You know, oh, you man, know what that's... number, you know what number Tom Brady should wear if he signs with the Bucks? Three. No. <laughs> Dear God, no. What I'm having flashbacks to people saying Winston should have wore number five to get everyone to forget Freeman. I thought he was going to. I thought he was too. He should wear number seven. Number seven. Because that's what number championship he's going to win while he's oh. in Tampa Bay. My oh. mind was doing like mental gymnastics to try to figure out what you were getting at. And that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Yeah, number seven for the the number of rings he will have won in his career. No, I think you should wear eight. Oh, snap, back-to-back back in, in the bag. Back-to-back. <laughs> back. Well, if he wins one, now you're talking more merch sales. <laughs> oh, 
I love it when a plan comes together. This is beautiful. Really, All right, Bailey, who obviously we know. I am so going to trade for Tom Brady and Madden, but first I have to buy Madden. <laughs> uh, obviously, we we both have the same number one most likely quarterback to play for the Bucks in 2020, but why don't you go ahead and, and kick things off as to why you have put Phillip Rivers in that spot? So for the majority of it, I mean, it was just process of elimination. But yeah, yeah, I, um, I just think that he's he's the most likely candidate out there to replace Jameis Winston. I, I do think they're going to move on from Jameis, and I don't think they're going to start a rookie quarterback this year. And you know, I don't think they're going to go out and get just anyone. I think Philip Rivers is a guy that makes sense. He makes sense for Bruce Arians' system. He has the experience. He's going to be able to take advantage of the weapons you have on offense. Yeah, he's going to turn the ball over some, but I think he's he's going to do more uh, more good than more than harm. And I, I think he's just he's a guy that can can help get you to the playoffs. And that's really and the Bucks haven't been in the playoffs since '07. They really got to get back and break the drought. And I think he's a guy that is capable of doing it. And yeah, I just I think it's it's a light the, the most likely scenario is is like we talked about with Tom Brady, it'd be Philip Rivers instead coming in for a year or two. And then they draft a quarterback, he mentors that quarterback, and then that quarterback is set up to to take over in a couple of years. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, the it people can can try to twist things however they want. To me, obviously to to you as well, it, it seems like the writing is on the wall for for Jameis Winston, and it seems like the the relationship is about to be broken off. Um, according to Spot Track, Philip Rivers' estimated market value is about twenty seven and a half million. So even if you do spend that on Philip Rivers, you're coming in under Jameis Winston's alleged asking price that his agents allegedly will not come down from. Um, so you're still saving a little bit of money that way if you're going out to get a veteran. And as you said, you're still drafting a quarterback. You're not signing Philip Rivers and then saying we're set for the next five years. It's not going to work that way. It's you're signing Philip Rivers to a two-year, maybe with a third-year option kind of situation. You're drafting Eason, you're drafting from, you're drafting whoever you can. Um, you know, that you feel is going to fit this offense long term because you know, it, again, if all goes according to to what we believe the plan is, Bruce Arians is going to be the head coach of this football team for the next four seasons. After that, hopefully he's handing the reins over to Todd Bowles or maybe Byron Leftwich if, if Byron you know continues to step his game up. But you're hoping that you're keeping the majority of this staff intact. And if Todd Bowles takes over as head coach and he keeps Byron Leftwich as his offensive coordinator, guess what? The offense is going to stay the same. It's still going to be Bruce Arians' offense. It's just going to have little tweaks here and there. So you're building the the, the short-term. You're building the foundation for the long-term. You're doing so by having a young rookie quarterback sit back and learn from a veteran, a multi-time pro bowler, a multi-time all-pro, Philip Rivers, arguably a Hall of Famer. We're not going to get into the Hall of Fame discussion again, but his name does get thrown out there as, as a potential Hall of Famer who just never happened to win a Super Bowl. So ultimately, it seems like that that's probably going to be the route that the Buccaneers go. Are they going to look at Teddy Bridgewater? Maybe. Would they look at Derek Carr if he becomes available? Probably. 
Um, you know, would I be okay with Derek Carr coming to Tampa? Sure. Is he my, you know, top choice? Definitely not. But it, it seems like the more we get into this process and, and Bailey, the more that, you know, we, we learn about and we hear about and we discuss in our, in our Bucks Nation group chat, it seems like this is the direction the Bucks are, are likely going to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's one of those things that if it happens, there won't be any surprise on my end. And I think that's more than I can say about any of these other options that we talked about. I, if they say, yeah, Jameis is coming back, we're, we're sticking with Jameis, I would be surprised. And then, of course, the other two, like I've said, I don't see them coming here at all. So those would be complete shocks to me. But with Phillip Rivers, if they say, yeah, the Bucks have signed Phillip Rivers to a two-year deal, I won't be surprised at all. And I, I didn't really, I hadn't looked at spot track and to, to hear that it's at his estimated market value is at 27 and a half million. You said, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's less than Jameis ones apparently. And I mean, you're trying to keep the defense together. Every bit of the, the salary cap counts. And, you know, if you can keep the defense together, get Phillip Rivers in the building and then still, you know, maybe sign a tackle or, or sign a safety. I mean, there's, there's opens up a couple options for you. If you, if you save, as much money as you can. So, I mean, it, it's a good option. It's definitely something that I think the Bucks are obviously they're considering it, like we talked about, but I think it's one of those things that they could be leaning that way. Yeah, and, and just for reference, that's about $6.5 million more than Jameis Winston just got paid last, this past season. You know, if if Rivers comes in at $27.5 million, you're looking at about $6.5 million more than what, what Jameis just got for somebody that honestly has been a more proven commodity for a much, much longer span of time. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about it earlier, he's coming off of a, a season that wasn't so hot, but if you just go back to the few years before that, it's even 2016, I know he has, he had 21 interceptions that year. We threw 33 touchdowns. If we're Jameis throws 33 touchdowns and 21 interceptions this past year, we're not even having this conversation right now. I don't think. No, and, because they probably made it to the playoffs. Right. And then the next year he had 28 and 10 and then the 32 and 12 that I mentioned. And so his track record is proven this past year. Could it have been the start of, of a downturn and, you know, him showing signs of his age possibly, but I mean, I, I think he's, he's definitely worth taking a chance on. He's just as much of a risk or Jameis is just as much of a risk as he is. And probably it's a more expensive risk and a longer term risk. So if you're going to make a, if you're going to take a risk, take a risk with a guy that's going to be shorter term and then cost you less money. All right. Well, Bailey, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Um, so yeah, you heard it here first, Philip rivers, 2020 Buccaneers quarterback. That's what we're going with. Yeah. Don't come at me on Twitter people. No, come at David. I asked, <laughs> I asked people to go at David on Twitter and I get a message saying I couldn't do it. I appreciate David. Well, I appreciate David too, but he's not here. So we got to give him a little bit of a hard time. Just a little bit. I'm not asking for too much, am I? I don't think so. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. Well, of course, you can check out everything Bailey and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at BaileyJAdams22 and at Bucks underscore nation. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Bailey, you get the day off tomorrow. Aren't you excited? Yeah, I literally have no idea what I'm going to do with my day off. Yeah, 
I I wish I had a day off. <laughs> maybe maybe someday. Maybe you and Evan should just do the Locked On Bucks podcast and just send me the file. I'll get it edited and put up. You guys would come back and like the whole podcast would somehow be burnt down, even though it's a podcast and not a building. I'll try to log into the to our <laughs> uh, our hosting site, and it's just the the meme of this is fine with fire everywhere. <laughs> that would probably be it. Uh, but of course, yes, on tomorrow's episode, I will be joined by Bucks Nation's Evan Winter. No idea what we're going to talk about yet, but he'll be here and we will have something to talk about. He'll have some things to say, I'm sure. He'll probably yell at me for my take on this show, but that's okay <laughs> because I'm the host of this show. So if he starts yelling, I'll just mute him. That's how that goes. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked.